2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 30. This is one of the greatest debut albums of all times. Jimi Hendrix, are you experienced? And you know what, guys? I, I have this uh, I have this radio. Let's just turn. I, I, I don't know. Is crank there another it. bit we can do besides me turning on the radio? It. No. Well, you got to crank, crank it. Then now that that's, we're stuck to it. We're married to that bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of married to it, I am going to start cranking up this radio for a while now. But I have to do it quietly in the morning before I go to work. <laughs> all right. So let's get to this. Here we go. Turn on K-Rob. <laughs> I don't get it. Hey, everybody. This is Wolfman Rob here on K-Rob. Listen, everybody. I got this CD in the mail from one Aaron and the Aaron Experience. It's a song about his least favorite appliance. Give it a spin. Oh, yeah. Is that wash done, baby? <laughs> whoa, 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 don't be so lazy Yeah, now the laundry's halfway done Now my clothes are wetter Take out my cycling shorts And my hand-knit sweater I need to take out all my attire I don't like to use the dryer The dryer's banned I dry by hand This is my demand Listen here, feller There's only ten verses I don't want my shirts getting smaller Paying for my wife, but I just don't care Dry my clothes, I like to use the air Whoa. My bedroom ceiling is covered in wires. Yeah. I use them instead of the dryer. Yeah. Man doesn't like to use the dryer. The dryer's banned. I can't like stand to use the dryer. I dry by hand. I can't stand my many demands. like to use the dryer. Oh, yeah, baby. What do you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time? Stereo? But you're just too lazy to look it up on the phone. If you want to hear from guys who try to get off track, I'm going to have to say that all the time. I've got the perfect podcast. I really appreciate it. I feel like you did it better. Welcome, everybody, to the psychedelic Davenport of Love, huh? But here we are at Beck Did It Better. And today we are talking about Jimi Hendrix's Are You Experienced? And I'm here with three guys who would answer no to that question. Uh, we've got <laughs> Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? I heard it was hot dog day for someone yesterday. Hey, Aaron, where are you going with that hot dog in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Get it? Hey, hey, Rob, where's he going with that hot dog if, in his hand? If you took more, any more than 30 seconds to scrape that one together, I think we need to get a more, maybe a more efficient system. Where are you going with that hot dog in your hand? It's a hot dog day. It was a whole setup and a payoff. It's I a really it. good hot dog. I mean, I've got Matt, also in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Excellent, Rob. Thanks for having me. Good. Love the energy. And of course, out on the West Coast, best coast, I've got Aaron in his garage. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I taught myself to play air guitar left-handed this week, so I'm really proud of that. Nice <laughs> That's work. complicated. To start off today, we've got a text to the te- Bext line. Oh, it's a Bext. A Bext to the Bext. No, a Bext to the text line. What, what is the Bext line? First time Bexter. 
The Dex line is 802-277-BECK. 802-277-BECK. And I'm going to ask that you leave voicemails. They're so much easier to deal with than this text-to-voice crap. But here we go. <laughs> After listening to the most recent episode, I am pretty sure that 90% of the content is calling back to embarrassing jokes or comments someone else said in the episode so you cannot go back and edit out the original joke comment in <laughs> post-production. I love it. Keep up the good work. Okay, so I'm getting mixed they messages on this message. Uh, you you, you delete all the jokes that you later reference. And by the way, love the show. I think it's great. So I'm not sure what we're supposed to do with this information. Well, apparently we have cut off some earlier jokes because they seem to realize that we're calling back things that don't exist in the first place. But we, we also could just be calling back to our own lives, which is what we do a lot. We're like, oh, remember that Halloween party? And then we just go there. We don't give any explanation whatsoever. So <laughs> that's I what mean, our talk, yeah. estates are going to make money off of in our posthumous releases, just like Jimmy. Somebody's going to be releasing all of our material that we thought was unfinished, not, not ready for the world. And then someone's going to be making money off of it. Oh, can you imagine how terrifying that would be if somebody got a hold of the raw tapes of what we say during this thing that doesn't get edited out? Oh, no. So are they are they no. calling out as like a is this bad that we do that? Are they telling us not to do it or what's they want the tone? More. They the, want to hear it all. The they don't want anything edited out. They want the raw okay, stuff. So I think for this episode we should just set up our callbacks right now. Okay, ready? So I'm gonna say something with a banana. So let's remember a banana. <laughs> all right. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. And when we call back back later, this Baxter is gonna be so happy. They're gonna be crazy happy. <laughs> this is like one of those short term memory tests from the doctor. I like the idea of a podcast callback because it literally is just me repeating jokes, which is my main form of humor which anyway. Is- <laughs> so this is like it's just in your wheelhouse. Yeah. To me, it's a joke that's already been said, so why not say it again? It's not a callback. That's not makes it sound really, really smart. If it was funny once, it's funny again. I don't understand what the problem is. So once again, our dumb shit listeners are no help whatsoever. So thanks for a text that gives us two minutes of conversation. You can't ask us a better question than how we edit the podcast. I mean, please. I can tell you how we edit it. I listen to it, do a ton of work. Russ listens to it and goes, that wasn't enough work. And then Aaron and Matt go, yeah, I'm going to listen to it sometime. So that's our whole process. Honestly, my process is, is you guys will start talking. We'll go back and forth. and be like, that was really funny. That was really funny. I'm like, well, I don't even remember any of that. So I better go back and listen to it. So yeah, it works out. I'm always waiting until my clothes are done drying before I can edit. And then by the time that happens, it's mm-hmm. next, the next time they record. I don't have a chance. I can't stand to use the dryer. <laughs> I don't think you can use You can't do this, by the way. You can't make fun of yourself to set up jokes. That makes it seem like we're all in it together. And we're not. We're actually being mean to you. Aaron doesn't get it. He's the kid out in the playground that doesn't get what sees the butt of the joke. He's such, he's such a beta that he wants to join the bullies in bullying himself. Yes, they're like, no, we're yes. not going to let you everyone join. Kn- everyone knew that kid, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know what, guys? I do suck. Let's go to my house and break my toys. Then you have friends over and you break all your toys and then they leave and then you're like, wait, we just broke all my toys. Like, well, I'm an idiot. Why would I do that? Yeah. Aaron, stop having fun while we're making fun of you. It's like Eminem in the last freestyle of 8 Mile where he's like, that's right, I am white. You know, that's it's. I'm, I'm turning it all on its head. Genius level. All right, let's get right into everybody's rolling, going. Second favorite segment. What the hell did I do here now? Oh, here it is. No. <laughs> oh, I put all of them in a list. That would be a nightmare if I had to search how, through a list. How many sound bites do you have that are called Dumb Rob? There seem to be a lot of Dumb Rob <laughs> sound bites up on that board. I don't know what's happening. Rob's right. Either. Nope, there's the only one right there. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rolling Going. All right, Matt, before the podcast, you let us know you had a really good one. Why don't you start off the rolling ground? What's yours? <laughs> that is such a dick move, Rob. 
Um, I went to our favorite store this week. Oh. Oh, you got to believe oh, that. No. We, we cannot. You know what? The Beck did it better cannot be bought. We are not going to give in to these corporate shills this easily. Yeah. We do not have a price tag. It had some uh, but if Dairy sales Queen gives going us two on. free blizzards, we're game. <laughs> yeah. We will say the word Dairy Queen over and over if I get a free blizzard out of it. I got a little risky this week. Uh, instead of buying my normal nine-inch shorts, I bought some seven-inch shorts. Oh, what? hey, I'm here for this. I love seven-inch Wait, shorts. What? I haven't been able yeah. to just feel seven or so, nine inches ever. Wait a minute. Aaron, why are you here for this? Like, Why are you getting excited for shorts talk? I don't get it. What's going on? Well, because I've spent the last year of my life wearing only athletic shorts every day. <laughs> I've tried a lot of no. different shorts. I'm really into shorts culture. And I think that I, the, I think that our shorts got too long when we were kids, man. The shorts did. were too long. They did. Blame Jalen Rose. Why blame I, Chris Weber. I saw this there. I think the last couple shorts I bought at <laughs> were the nine inch ones. I knew they were. Right. And so I'm like looking and then there was all of a sudden the seven inch pair. That was yes. on sale half off. I'm like, I gotta try this out. And I gotta tell you, it's you pretty old. nice. You old. Yeah, half man. off. That's it a great deal nice. for only two inches less. Like if they were four right. and a half inch shorts instead of nine inch shorts, then half off would make sense because it's half the short. But but let me ask another personal question. Matt, did your wife yep. compliment your shorts? I bet she did. Well, she kinda she kinda looked at yeah. me and said, Oh, you see new shorts? <laughs> the ladies like the short yeah. shorts, man. Magic Johnson I don't know understood. If she liked them or not. I think she was more embarrassed by my knees or something. I don't know. But Will Chamberlain you know, knows that 20,000 women can't the, be wrong. We grew up in the, well, who was it, the Fab Five with uh, Michigan yeah. and all of them. Yeah. And they went, yeah. you know, they went from white Rob socks Polinka, to black socks. The and they ones. went from long shorts or short shorts to extremely long shorts. And, you know, I think our generation has missed the uh, the, the comeback to the to the shorter shorts. You know, that's, so, that's very know. much a thing in powerlifting, though, is tight spandex shorts. That's like the big in thing. And I'm here for it because my legs are actually pretty strong. It's the rest of my body that looks like a muffin that's been too filled into the pan. So if I can focus more attention to my legs, it's great. But I did have something where last night I was going to bed. And just as I was laying my pretty little head down on the pillow, about to enjoy a night's relaxation, my wife goes, I really didn't like your outfit today at the gym. Oh, that's, oh, that that's so harsh. I was like, Ouch. I was like what oh. the fuck? Like, how can you say this to me right when that's I'm going so to bed? She goes, she goes, yeah, I don't really like those pants. I was like, I wear these pants all the time because you mentioned once that you like them. So I've been wearing them like every day because somebody right, mentioned they work. like something. Right. And then she's like, yeah, I was wrong. And you were wearing a, but I was wearing forest green sweats and a pink shirt. So that's it is not the best combo. combination, but. I have a question. You, you're bringing up getting compliments from whether it's Matt shorts or Rob is spandex. Do your spouses, do your wives compliment you on things you wear ever? No. So when, no. when I've gone on dates before, I am not, I'm not like the, the sharpest dresser in the world. I'm probably in like, I would say the bottom 20%. You show but, up, Russell but, shows up and he's just like, oh, I didn't poke enough holes in this garbage bag. Wait, I can't get my arm out. Okay, okay. Now I got this other one. <laughs> I, I actually went out with a girl for a while who was very annoyed that I would wear like regular t-shirts under kind of a button up, like, like a normal t-shirt. And sh she had an issue with it. It was a real issue. It sounds like she's gotten dumped by too many guys who grew up in the nineties. Cause that was my, always my <laughs> it was like, Oh, but so then what did you do? Russell, did you change t-shirt style time? or did you stay true to yourself? I kept wearing them, but the last time we hung out, I definitely wore kind of like a twins type kind of cool looking twins t-shirt under a button up. And she, at one point at the end of the night, comp or not complimented, made a comment about not understanding why I wear those types of shirts under a button up and that was the last day we ever had. <laughs> I would have just showed her like an old like uh uh 
Parker Lewis can't lose episode. That's the cube cube on that show. Did you ever see that guy? He was like this big. All right, never mind. Well, yeah, now he's a, yeah, yeah, now he's a total, yeah, now he's a beefcake. Mike on, Rob. <laughs> yeah, that dude. No, I know that dude is now like he's a heartthrob. And and he would dress exactly the way I wanted to dress. You know, some people would watch right. like nine hundred two one zero and dress like Jason Priestley or whatever. I would watch like the nerd on a nerd show and be like, I should dress like that guy. That's really cool. Well, we know so, we were a Blossom fan, so you dress like Blossom. We get it. I wish she was a fashionista big time. <laughs> uh, no, the answer is Russell. No, my wife never compliments anything I'm wearing whatsoever. Uh, even when I try hard <laughs> and oftentimes I will go to work and go into the bathroom at work and I will have toothpaste on my face after I've had a 15 minute conversation <laughs> with her at home. And we're just talking. We're just talking. She could have told me at any time. And I realized that she, I am, I, I, it's like, she just doesn't really like see me. Like she sees me if I'm in the way of her opening up the fridge or doing the dishes or whatever. But if I have like a major flaw or like, you know, oh, I've, I mean, I've had, I've taught before with a giant rip in the back of my pants. Like that's something that's happened to me. So she's she, not nice she, enough to tell you. She no. pointed out to you after the fact when then it's just like, Hey, you could have told me about the spandex about eight hours ago. We didn't, we didn't need yeah. it now. Right. Yeah. No, she, she could have said she, well, I don't know. I, that's the opposite though. She has never told me before. Like you didn't look good. And she said it to me this time, and I was like, I, I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, this is going to give me a nightmare right before I go down. Just got to tell her that, hey, you know what? Sleep, that is. You blowing out my candle does not make your shine any brighter, my friend. Oh, and, that is you know, smart words, shit right wise there. words. I know. I know. She, you don't need to take that, Rob. You were on the, what, the psychedelic therapeutic Davenport yes. love or whatever. Oh. You're good enough. Or whatever. You're smart enough. Gosh dang it, Rob! You look good, whatever you're wearing. Matt, so you're don't right. let her get you down. Okay? You're right. I'm going to divorce my wife and move out of here. Good idea, Matt. Thank you. I think that's a great if, idea. Just- if Matt, if Matt were to pay me that compliment right now, it would be more physical compliments than I've got it in my Bumble dates in the last like 18 months combined. <laughs> Matt, can we just get? Can I just get one of those? Let me please? ask you this, Russell. Russell I gotta oh. say, it looks like you got a nice haircut, man. Oh, that yeah. is one oh. hell of a haircut. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you know you're looking good, my friend. Oh, Keep good. up the good like work. This. I like Keep the up the good work. Thank you, Matt. I like Matt. This. Divorce your wife. Let's get married, you and me. I could go for this. <laughs> right. time. This is great. Can you imagine can every it. time Rob comes home from like one of his weightlifting competitions, and Matt's like, "I love the way that spandex looked on you yeah. on that squat, Rob. That was fantastic. I don't care that you failed miserably when you tried to set the record and you fell." <laughs> And you embarrass your whole podcast by wearing that podcast that shirt bad. on the national tournament. And at, but you look great. Matt when, has I, multiple when I use it to stop up my tears. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But Russell, like when you go on a date, does does the woman ever look at you and say, oh, nice to see you? Um, That would be better than what I'm doing. That would be better than like if Jenny and I see each other like out on the street. It's never like, oh, how are you doing? It's like, hey, hey what's you up? with the face. Yeah. I, I would say I occasionally get a, if I lead with it was it's nice to see you. They they might nod their head and smile. That that's probably about right. Yeah, that would be Great I would sign. love that. Oh my okay, gosh, I'd go. be so jealous for that. Well, so anyway, and, now that I'm done talking about all my marriage. <laughs> Rob, all of my dates tell me about the toothpaste, the dry toothpaste on my face. It's happened like seven or eight times. They are much more cordial than your mm-hmm. than your wife. They tell me every time about the toothpaste. Yeah. That's nice because then you can always save a little for the taste later. That's the worst is when you lick the side of your mouth and you taste toothpaste and you go, oh, no. Uh, but I will say she was not complaining, Russell, about the spandex. She was complaining I wasn't wearing spandex. She thinks I should wear more. So she thought. Well, I think that I think that's you... an amazing compliment. Then. Yeah. Yeah, that's you yeah, should wear nothing true. else. And especially one of my old man balls, the front fills up, you know, the front fills up, but it's not in a way where it shows like you have a big dick, you know, it just is like that big ball look, you know, like when you'd see your dad in tidy whiteies and you'd be like, 
what is going on? It was just all balls. Like that's what it looks like with me in the spandex. If you got to ask more questions, then yeah. it's probably not a good look. I mean, What's Coco going the gorilla. What's the gorilla? going on is your reaction then? Coco the gorilla saw me and she said, whoa, this is too much all ball, even for me. That was the name of the cat of the monkey was all ball. So I'm going to have to no, keep that joke in. That was, way, yeah, that was way over my head. I had no idea no, where that was going. going. Banana. You were talking about, now you I can't edit it out. Banana. You were talking about wearing spandex. <laughs> I was thinking if I ever wore, wore spandex, it would probably be the impetus for World War Three. Like people would go back and talk about like the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand's nephew as the beginning of World War One, whatever World War Two was, and then World War Three was. That guy went on a date and he was wearing spandex and started this chain reaction of hell. Absolutely not, Russell. And here's what I, here's the pledge I'm going to make to you this summer. When Ooh. I am swimming this summer, I'm going to wear a speedo, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> it's because, and I heard this on another podcast where it's like I am going to. It doesn't cover that much less than a regular swimsuit. And it makes me feel awesome when I'm wearing it. So why do I care? So I'm just going to wear a speedo. Like that's just going to be. And guess what? A summer of being the speedo guy, you're just the speedo guy. It doesn't matter. It's going to rock. Are you going to start that at your next weightlifting competition or not? Well, I was thinking my kid has swimming lessons and I don't get in the pool, but I have to go to the pool. So maybe that would be a good place to start my look. <laughs> just in the crowd. Like, hey, who's who's your kid? You know, and then they scuttle away from any of the parents. You're like leaning back on the bench in front of you up in the up in the bleachers, like legs spread apart, yeah. drinking a coffee. Oh, it'd be so great. <laughs> All right. Rolling going. Russ, how's it going with you? Rolling going, we were kind of talking about it, my dates, and I think I need a little dating advice from you. I would love to go to the oh, dating corner and get corner. some advice from guys who are in the hopefully inept at providing me current date <laughs> advice. Oh, that's not true. I've dated I've ones of women. Get, 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 get to the corner. It's time for Russell's Advice Corner. Oh, yeah. So one thing that Matt has done recently is he always tries to introduce a new segment. And as part of this rolling going, I thought I would try to in introduce a new nice. segment. Nice. And so the, the segment is called. Hmm, uh -oh. I gotta find it now. He's got to go through the his game, tab. Here's the game. His tabs are all like stuck in laundry machine. <laughs> <laughs> the game is inspired by Jimi Hendrix and the song Lover Confusion. So the game is called Lover Confusion. All right. Oh, so okay. I'm going to tell you guys about a few of the dating experiences I had, and you have to tell me, do you think, could this potentially lead to love, or is this just confusion? Oh, I oh, thought you were talking Russell, about the, brilliant. I thought you were talking about the Chinese philosopher. Like, is this Confucian? <laughs> <laughs> like Confucian says, yeah, he who exactly. It'd be about changes in a glass house, say. changes in the basement. But well, there goes my list in a few songs, <laughs> but thanks, Rob. <laughs> we'll just move on to my dating misery, if that's all right. Banana. <laughs> Microwave. Oh, wait. Well, what were we saying? <laughs> okay. So I know that you know, we're talking about are you experienced? And I know you guys are experienced in the way of the ladies. You're all married. You've all been married for a long time. So you guys are going to give me some, oh, yeah. some advice experts. here. I love having sex with my wife, says Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, don't make that hand motion right now. It's so inappropriate. That doesn't even make sense what you're doing, really. Yeah, I don't get it's it. It's like you're uh, you're on the bottom, but you're also facing down. Like, I don't... Oh, All right, my, my first... How does your leg do that? <laughs> oh, my God. What is even happening? This is our posthumous like what... work that everybody's going to listen to. It's... 
I don't even know if I can see the back of my knee like I don't, that. I don't I do like that. when Aaron holds up that sign that says, turn over and let Jimmy do his work. It's yeah. so not cool for this podcast, Aaron. Aaron's son finds this podcast. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky I get to listen to what my dad was saying. It's just us talking about humping him face down. He's like, what, is, what was this? Who, who's my dad? What is going on here? We also have confirmation that your mother-in-law and my mother-in-law both yeah. listen to this podcast. Yeah, this is just yeah great probably stuff. enjoying it. Hey, Patty. <laughs> All right. Love or confusion? Let's hear love it. Or, love or confusion. So I'm going to give you guys a few scenarios that I've experienced in the online dating world and see what you guys think of them. And maybe how would you, how, what would you think of it? How would you deal with it? The first one, let's say I've gone out with a woman a number of times. This is nice. not a first date where a guy just offers to pay. You go out a few times what? and you realize she never offers to pay at any point in the time you're going out with her. Is this sign of love or a potential sign of confusion? <laughs> confusion. Love. Confusion. She's got to at least have the alligator arms, right? Like, oh, oh, well, let me look in my purse here. And, you know, where, then you say, no, no, I got Wait, it. Wait, right? why are they She's called alligator arms? The alligator huh? arms are when they open like an alligator's mouth. They're not short. You're thinking of T-Rex oh, arms. Dinosaur arms. Dinosaur, dinosaur arms. arms. Alligators actually have quite long arms. Oh, well, we learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah, so dinosaur arm where, you, you know, oh, geez, let me see, let me get... My, my, you and know, some dinosaurs you know. actually had quite long front legs as well. So you really want to say Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. I think that's the best way to go about it. All right, all right, yeah, okay, point so, taken. So now that point I killed taken. the podcast, Matt, you, you so Matt, how often does your wife pay? Because you were saying earlier you don't like to tip now, especially during the pandemic, but uh, how often does your wife like to pay? Yeah, right, why do they make know. you pay a service charge and then you don't know if you're supposed to tip either? That's a bunch of bullshit yeah. right there. If you go to a restaurant, you should know damn well whether the 30% service charge is a tip or it's not a tip. Because uh, all of a sudden, now you're paying like 60% and you don't know if it's a tip. Or you don't know what's going on. I got on. news for you. A service charge, there is no way that is a tip. There's no way that a restaurant no, has a chance to make no a little a more money and they're like, you know what? We should give this out as a tip. So no, I think going, what Aaron yep. says is great. I think 5% max tip. <laughs> and he likes to do the thing too where he puts the $5 bills on the table and he's like, oh, forgot the water. Take one away. He likes that game. <laughs> I have I I don't even know where to begin with this segment. I haven't been to a restaurant for over a year now, so what, it's been. What, so, Aaron, should the woman ever pay? What do you think? I'm yeah, gonna I'm I mean, just gonna say no because if somebody's do, going with me, like they've already paid the ultimate price. They've been seen on a date with me. I can pay for the dinner. And it's not a big deal. <laughs> I think if she's if she's uh, if she's I mean if she's showing up to the dates with you, that's love, Russell. That's the, you don't have to ask any other questions. She's there. She could have chosen any other place to be at that moment. She's she's there. No, nothing. No meal is is worth the price of someone's time. If she's showing up and she's there with you, that's love. I don't care. Pay for I've had not. some meals that have definitely been worth more than the time that I've spent there for sure. <laughs> Too expensive. I'll tell you the sushi story sometime where we just sat down and got the bill and I almost threw up. I almost walked out and threw up at the outside of the restaurant. Let's tell it now. Oh, yeah. well, we sat down and Jenny was like, well, we're going to get this, 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 and this. And I think the bill came and it was four of us. And the bill was like, and it was like a restaurant like that you would just have in a mall or something. And the bill was like, I don't know what, $800, something oh, like that. Like it was just insane that's, for that's little pieces of $20. fish. So this, this does not surprise me. So one of the reasons I bring this up is 
I'm an older dude. So if I'm going out with someone now, we're not going to Applebee's. We're not going to like a dive bar. We're going to a real restaurant or a real Mm -hmm. bar with like nice drinks or whatever. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. We are in the drive through, but my uh, truck is really jacked up. So (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of the VIP. See, that's a problem too. Aaron is like, yeah, sometimes my wife pays because she's always driving when we go through the drive through. You know what I mean? Like she's closer to. I mean, he's in the backseat, so I'm going to let somebody else get a word out here. Russ, keep going. I want to hear this. Well, what, what, I, one of the reasons I brought this up is I remember it was probably a year ago or, or so, and I went out with this woman five or six times, and we, uh, you know, we nice. were along, we were having fun and, and everything. And at one point, we went to this restaurant, and the bill came, and she looked at me and she goes, Do you want to split it? And it was the first time she'd ever said anything like that. So I was just in a moment of stupidity, just said, Yeah, that's fine. Mm. where I should never have done that. And so we split it. And then we were walking back afterwards and she kind of looked at me and she goes, it bothers me that we split the bill there. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And she goes, I don't mind paying once in a while, but I don't want to ever split a bill if I'm going to date you. And I was like, okay, good to know that. And she goes, I'm willing to pay, but it's probably 10% of the time. You need to know that. And I was like, Okay, good to know. And it was the last date we ever had. Not by my choice, but I split the bill the one time and it and we never went out again. Can you imagine? It was her it was her suggestion, so she's like testing you. Like I think it it was definitely a test and the Russ man failed. Yeah. Mm. Well, man, if she's gonna test you like that, then I don't know. Right. She was looking for you to fail. There would have been another test later. Like that's Yeah. She was like, You can hit it or we can split it, but you can't do both. Like It would have been nice to know that before the fact. Yeah. And, the, and she takes off her outer shirt and her undershirt, which she was wearing the whole time. Like Coob from Parker Lewis K. Lewis says, you can hit, split it or hit it. You can't do both. And you're like, oh. Actually, I don't really like giving out too much information, but I think the same girl that didn't like my regular t-shirts also was the one who ran the, ran the split the bill game on me. So maybe it was a double. You have, you have, yeah, you have just dodged the biggest bullet ever <laughs> you know you've lived to see another day yeah you, you're coming out ahead here Russell. plus russ was just like you know the meal was just one cinnabon like do we really have to split it? like we can just <laughs> one of us can pay like, and i ate and i ate most of yeah. it she only had like a bit of the frosting i, I had a bite and then i said i have to go to the bathroom i went to the bathroom for like 15 minutes i came back she had, I don't had know why more she than was half. so upset about it she had more than half so i yelled and i yelled a lot <laughs> Like she was, she, the manager of the orange Julius came out. I was yelling a ton, but can you believe she wanted to split it? Like, do you guys want another scenario oh, of the game? I, all night. This, this I album do, but is I like do a game called does, does Orange Julius still exist? This does album is like Julius three songs long. We can talk for five hours and we'll yeah, still it's have only a the greatest guitar player of all time. time. All right. Here, here's the next scenario for you guys who are experienced. Lover confusion. <laughs> I always have to initiate a text or phone conversation. So I text. She always responds. She always goes out, but she will never text first. Never invite me to do anything. Love or confusion. I mean, again, it's how many, love. How many she times shows have you up gone that's out? Love. Yeah. Let's say we're over like the the five five date mark, Matt. Let's say yeah. it's it's been enough where that's love. Listen. It doesn't matter. You got to get down on your knees and you got to crawl and beg. And if she says to you, hey, to date me, you got to scrub this spot on my bathroom floor for four hours. You get down on your knees and you scrub that spot on the bathroom floor for four hours. When I was starting to date Jenny, she said to me, she goes, listen, we can date, but you can't tell anyone we're dating. And I, without, like a millisecond, I was like, okay, like no shame whatsoever. Like it wasn't like, oh, there's a secret love affair. I'm married. It was literally like, I, no one can know we're dating. 
So what what did you think at the time when she told when she tell, told you that? Like at, at some point after you got done, I am so happy to be floor. dating this person. Shh, I'm so happy to be dating this person. Nobody can hear me say it. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. I would have. She would have said like, you can't tell anybody, and you have to crawl through this broken glass. I would have been like, yes, that sounds good to me. Rob, would you have taken the deal if she would have said you can never tell anyone ever? Let's say you guys were going to live together. You're going to be married, have a family, but you could never tell your friends or anyone that you were her husband or you were dating. Would you have taken the deal or no deal? No, because eventually after like five days, I did get upset. And I was like, you know, actually, it's pretty insulting. Like everything else, like I had had five days of something good and then I just totally blew it up. I was like, actually, it's pretty insulting. She goes, you know why I don't want you to tell anybody? It's because I don't want a picture of me drawn on the blackboard in the football locker room. Because every time guys would hook up with girls in college, somebody would draw their picture on the blackboard. And I said, sweetie, it's not a big deal. I'm the guy who draws all the pictures on the blackboard. So you're not going to end up on that. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You'll look way more curvy when I draw it up there. You're going to look way better. Well, we somebody did actually draw a picture of us. And it was <laughs> Jake oh, ended no. up drawing a picture of us. Oh, and no. it was... Her oh, chest no. coming out and my stomach coming out, and we were interlocked like Lego pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that was for our announcement in the paper for us getting engaged. That was the picture. And he As gave me a little dong. He gave me a little dong, and that really hurt because he had seen me in the showers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like that. That goes with the album he because knew. it's uh, Jimi Hendrix was a, you know, at, at his heart was a blues man, and that's a play on the Drews, the blues trope of going together like a knock kneed man and a bow legged woman. It's just updated for your personal. Situation, right? Huh? What? Uh-huh. That was Aaron's left field take. What the hell? You can get it? A knock-legged man oh, and a bow-legged woman? Let's it right together. It's a different. What is a huh? low-legged woman? A bow-legged, bow-legged woman. woman. Bow- oh, bow-legged. Woman. bow-legged. I always thought it was bow-legged. They got it from bowing so much. <laughs> so that's my bad, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, moving on from that, uh, Russ, give us another lover Confucian. We're doing another lover confusion. I, I, I don't want to do anything else with the rest of my life. This is all I want to do. <laughs> all right. Lover confusion. You go on a few dates and she invites you to meet her friends. Is this the way like where she's like, she's into you and she wants you to meet her friends to say, Hey, this is the guy I like, or is this, Hey, if he fails this, he's out the door. Is this, is this a make or break to meet the friends the first time? Oh, definitely. You can be you're, buried. You can be buried yeah. by one yep. friend. 99 can like you, one can hate you, and you're done. You got to figure out which one that is too quick. And you got to scan the room. You got to figure it there, out. Right? Yeah. You got to figure that out in five minutes. If not, do a little uh, sleuthing beforehand to figure out, you know, which one kind of runs everything yes. in the group. Yeah. You got to figure that out quick. Yeah. It's like Matt said earlier, and I ed- edited it out, but put some cameras in their bathroom, in the apartment. You can find <laughs> out who's in charge real fast. It's a it's a high stakes moment, but but you earned it to get there. You don't get into that moment unless you made it there. It's like yeah, saying, yep. you know, you can't make it to a game seven if you didn't lose three games first. That's where you're at. It's a high stakes moment, but you made it there. You did something to get into that moment. So you should, should I run the toothpaste the play on for that event or not? Like, would I, I be impressed yeah. that I brush my teeth or not? No, here's what you have to do. You have to go out with the, the best friend. Wait until she just gets hammered. I mean, how many of us have not had to drive? our wife's best hammered friend around, even though you don't want to, you have to take care of them sometime to show that you're like a provider. Okay. And then later you can bond over how, you know, sloppy they got or whatever, but that's something you have to do. I think Matt knows we'll be old enough that I'm never the designated driver. So he knows that's going to be a failing effort. <laughs> out the door. Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? 
You always catch me when I'm trying to recover. Uh, I'm really good. It's been a good week. I'm good. really okay, excited. Okay, so my rolling going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I every cleaned time. the coffee grinder this week, and it was a revelation. I can't even tell you guys, but it was one of those moments. So we've had this coffee grinder for about seven years because prior to the one we have now, we had a manual coffee grinder, and oh, getting the automatic Drink coffee it. grinder changed our lives, but. We, I don't think I've cleaned it for like five or six years. And it's one of those moments where you realize you've been living in filth and you didn't know you were living in filth. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever experienced this where you like clean a thing and then you realize like, oh, I'm actually a disgusting human. So I'm yeah, very happy like that lift the coffee up grinder toilet clean. seats and you see what's under there after having two young kids. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like stalactites of like brown and yellow. And you're like, how did this even get here? Like, I know I cleaned like two days ago. And it's just like patches. It's like something that's like a fungus from something just is attaching different parts of the toilet. You're like, how does that even make sense? Why is this, and why is everybody going to the bathroom in my bathroom? We have lots of bathrooms in the house. The kids love the master bathroom. It's their favorite gag. Have you ever had a moment where you had to look in the mirror and realize that I have may have, may have, may have been a participant in this disaster or not? Oh, do you guys share a toilet with people at work? Yes. Yeah, oh, and one of the highlights. Fear. I'm constantly. Yeah, well, I mean, I hey, can, can I give a, a can I give a, a clap of, or a snap of this is where I'm going to want to delete any sort of conversation right now of, yeah. of Aaron talking about how he shares the toilet with people at work. Banana. See, but now I can't. <laughs> I was just going to say I haven't been to an office that's shared now for over a year. But one of the highlights was if I got there early enough in the morning, if you go into the shared toilet and the toilet water is blue, ah, oh, what a glorious <laughs> day! You know that the thing other, is the clean, other good thing set yeah. up just for you. Woo. The other good thing is when uh, I was I was on the twelfth floor downtown, and you know you, you get to you start to understand you know oh. who's on your floor and not right. right. So then inevitably, inevitably right. you, you check get the cameras you get, that you've set up in the bathroom. You know who's yeah. around. You get some you get some guy, and all of a sudden they come out of the stairwell, and you know that they're not on your floor, and you know exactly why they're down there because <laughs> mm-hmm. they got to go take a shit somewhere, and they don't want to do it on their own floor, so they're come on your floor, and you just yeah, that's the that's one of the funny things. It's kind of a walk of shame, but that, yeah. that, is, that move is like the the two point conversion of the world. Like you know how NFL teams save their best play for the two point conversion. That is like the corporate two point conversion move of hey, I'm not going to use the bathroom on my own okay. floor. But on like the eighth or ninth floor, hey, someone's coming. Or for Rob, when he doesn't know if he's on the seventh or the fourteenth, he's got like eight floors where he can possibly go in in, in his building. But okay. isn't that the two point conversion move of the world? You save your best play, save it for for the right time. For the right time, I, I have a naughty confession. Can I make a naughty confession to you guys? <laughs> oh God, please don't! The, the fact Wait, is that this is your first this naughty way? confession disclosure. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. But yes. When Russ was telling that story about the two-point conversion, I was not laughing at what he was saying. <laughs> I was laughing at something I remembered from school one time, and it made me <laughs> laugh so hard that I started laughing during your story, Russ, and I'm sorry. But one time... What's the, what's the story? I was out teaching a class in the hallway, and for every tile on the floor, I said, this is 100 million years, and we we're looking at the age of the universe, right? The single male bathroom in the hallway, right next to all of us. These are 30 middle schoolers, right? Opens up. And this guy walks out and he's like, like, I can't remember if he was a teacher, if he was like somebody who worked at the school. And when he opened the door, it smelled so bad. (laughs) It was like a a tsunami enveloping the hallway. And it just smelled like the inside of a toilet. It's like when your kids have a lunch and they haven't handed it to you and it's just gone bad. You open the bag. I mean, it was just like, uh, uh, you could see like the air got hazy. It smelled so bad. Like you started to see tunnel vision. Did he care? 
Did the guy like, care? Oh, purple haze? Yeah, no, he like walked away and the kids laughed about that for the rest of the, of the hour-long lesson. They howled and I was trying to teach <laughs> yeah. them about the age of the earth and I was like, I don't know what I can do. You just saw a teacher after a massive douceroo and it makes me laugh so hard every time I think about what a terrible time that was. I feel like that's another one of those old things, you know, like you, you, when you, I yes. don't know what the age is, probably like 52 to 56 where you just stop caring. Yeah. You just, well, whatever. Just I think it's when you start wearing seven inch shorts is when you stop caring about whether you're <laughs> yeah. that guy. That could be. Getting on our way there. Getting our way. Baby steps. Baby steps. There, there's no way people that wear nine inch shorts don't care about that. People who wear seven inch shorts, they're the ones who, who just are like, you got to be concerned about where it's going. I for sure shorts. used to be terrified about going to the bathroom in public just terrified oh, yeah, I, like yeah. i would do almost anything to not have to do it and now i'm just like yeah i'm sure whatever like let's do it <laughs> well how many inches are your shorts seven well, or nine I, <laughs> now it's when i'm out and about in new york it's always an emergency so now that uh, by the way don't eat this don't listen to this during breakfast uh okay so <laughs> rolling going Rob. No, how's it well going i actually you? aaron so so uh, we, we've reached a thrilling conclusion of your cleaning the coffee grinder story i gotta hear how this plays out what is act three <laughs> We completely have our song about getting off off course, but Aaron, yeah. How was your coffee grinder? It just feels great, man. Like this thing was all, you know, full up of oils and old coffee grounds. What did you use to clean it? Did you get like a a Q-tip out? Did you like really get an old toothbrush? Did you really get in there? Well, I started with the vacuum. So I read read online, you should start by either forcing some air through or Sucking air out, so I, I took I took all the component pieces apart. And I washed bet I know the which one you did. That part that I could. I bet I know which one you did. Air in. <laughs> oh, I thought that was gonna be way dirtier, and it was way clever. That's nice. I don't I don't have a compressor, otherwise I would have uh, robbed. That would have been great. Jesus, Aaron, just keep there. telling the story, Aaron. But I, I, I vacuumed it all pun. out. And now it's now it's a, almost like it's you know it's going to be I think it's going to be a regular thing for me. I'm going to keep the coffee grinder clean, and I'm going to be much happier. It's going to be a, a real pleasant thing. So have you poured yourself a big old dark cup of coffee then? Yeah, this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Had the West Oakland blend from cup West Oakland blend cup. from Rosco. Well, I uh, so that's funny. I I intended to make ninety grams, but uh, there was seventeen grams left of the previous type of coffee. This is all stained, so I, by the way. Made another yes. 83 grams of the West Oakland blend and then mm-hmm. realized that uh, I oh, I added 83 and 17. And I thought it was 90, but it's actually 100. So that gives you an idea of where my where my skills are edit, right edit, now. Edit, edit note, edit note, Boy. edit note. I, I, this, edit note so I, just, edit I actually am going to leave this in because I want to show people like <laughs> the kind of stuff that we hear every single time we podcast. <laughs> like it is just like a tangled web and we're just walking. We're just walking through the maze with Aaron and his brain's like, hey, coffee machine. <laughs> Here's something funny. It normally holds 17 ounces, but I tried to pour yeah. 22.5 ounces. Matt came on. He's like, I got nothing for rolling going. Aaron came on. He's like, oh, my rolling goat is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to see you guys on my coffee grinder. I, was, I felt like this was a, a nice, it was a big moment for me in my life this week. Speaking of coffee Speaking grinders, of big moments, Rob, that's that what I'm going to start calling my penis. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Rob, it, Rob, rolling goat, how's it I'll going I'll tell you what, you? it has gotten nicer in New York City, and that has meant that I am back on my city bike, biking to work, and I love my commute now. I get on an electric bike. I take the subway to halfway across Manhattan. I get on an electric bike, and I scoot probably six blocks biking through Manhattan. What's an I electric hit, bike? It's a, it's a bike that when you press on the pedals, it just basically pedals for you with electricity, yeah, so you so barely nice. have to pedal at all. 
I mean, that's some lazy ass shit. Aaron, you're a cyclist. Matt, you're a cyclist. Like, is that what your guys' Pelotons are? Like, you just get on there, yes. you sit there, and you just get, yeah. <laughs> you don't do shit. I'm telling you, if everyone had electric bikes, everyone would bike to work. It is so pleasant to pull up to work on a bike. Like, it's, and, and biking through New York City, I almost hit like four people today. It was exhilarating. Like, every time you go to work, you never know if a door is going to be opened up right in front of you and you're going to go flying. It's a great time. So, I was wondering, what is your guys' commute like? What's like the highlight of your commute? I got I got a commute now. I got you know not going to work, but I'm t- I take the boys to school every morning. So go from Minneapolis out to Minnetonka, mm-hmm. home of Darren from Minnetonka, into Edina, drop Eddie off about every day. My Richfield student can kick your honor student's ass, right? In broomball, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that. So I know that if we get out the door and if we're backing out by seven forty one, we're oh. going to get to the light at Penn Avenue before the 744 time it turns and then we're on the highway by 747 oh, I've got Big such we're a gonna data get, record. we're going to get energy. we're going to get to 494 and uh 62 oh. to, beat the, to beat the 754 light <laughs> to make sure that we're in that parking lot before 8 o'clock is if we're in there before 8 o'clock that means that we're in the front of the line where we're the first to drop <laughs> off we don't have to wait in line so the highlight of my commute rob if you yes, really must know I is do. making sure that we get out of that goddamn garage by Ooh. 7.41 every morning. Mm-hmm. So that's the highlight. And if we do that, the, it's great. If we don't... Who is the toughest so, to get out to the garage, the older one or the younger one? <laughs> get in the car. Um, I need to crying. be in the front of that who, line. Who drags Why can't you kids longest? work your own the damn seatbelts by the, now? The God worst, damn it. The worst, yeah, we, 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 you know, we'll bring books or something along, and there'll be occasional times where... Somebody else in the family brings the books in the house, and then we don't have them in the morning. And so then I get in the car, and it's like, okay, we got to get going. And but there's no books or nothing. So then mm-hmm. the kids have to run upstairs. Get the, so yeah. that's what really You so go really out, you realize, it's, oh, it's, I forgot my book, How to Kiss My Stepmom. Like, no, How to Kiss My <laughs> Mother-in-Law. That's what the joke is. <laughs> I got to run and go get it. You, Yeah, you're, you're running your stepmom jokes. Into, <laughs> I got a pretty good commute go, story. Uh, I've never my, run a I, joke. I mean, Wait, here we go. Hey, I'm not here we go. Warning, now. Warning, warning, warning. Every time Aaron says he's got a funny story, it's fantastic. No, you guys I, got a good story. Here. Let's Aaron's hear it. my favorite storyteller. Let's hear it. You guys ready? Let's, Let's not interrupt this time. So, so I'm not commuting now. Obviously, I'm working at home. I do, just like Matt, I drop, uh, I drop baby boy down at his uh, preschool, but that's a, a, just a three-minute thing. But uh, back in the day, about a year ago, um, my wife was working in South San Francisco, so she took the ferry over there, and my son went to the daycare at her job. So he took the ferry across uh, to her, to her job. So I would drop them off in the mornings, uh, down at the ferry. Uh, I would park. And then, um, this is actually not the interesting part of the story, but I have to tell it anyway. And then I would take not an Mm. electric bike, sometimes a bike, but I would take an electric scooter to work. So then I would take the scooter, which same, like taking the scooter from the ferry in Oakland to downtown Oakland was amazing. You can see so much like, yeah, it was wonderful way to see things. But the, the best part was my commute home my office in the afternoon at 4 PM and there was a scooter close by and I caught the scooter just right. I could make it to merchant saloon, which is the greatest dive bar in Oakland opens at 7 AM. <laughs> I could get there just in time to have a shot and a beer and People still make it to pick going there my wife and son up from the ferry at 4 45 PM. No problem. Like I could, I could, I could leave my office at four, leave my desk at four, Hop oh, on the scooter, I thought you head were doing straight this down to Jack London Square. No, I'm saying that I was saying the afternoon commute was the best. I've not, no, oh. I've not done that before. Because you were like, it opens at 7 a.m. so I can get in and get a shot and a beer. And I was like, Jesus Christ, he's doing this before work. Like, I think this is no, the we earliest have to talk with him. The earliest I've been to Merchant Saloon is 10 30 a.m., but that was not on a work day. How, 
We had the How many kindergartners in a few years do you think are going to tell the story of, like, when they do show and tell and they tell the story of their dad and the story is, A, I'd eat cheese tortellini every day for lunch. Mm-hmm. B, I take a ferry to preschool every day. And C, my dad shows up drunk on a scooter to pick me up mm-hmm. after preschool every day. Like, those, that, that, is, that is the story that Aaron's son is going to be telling at, at show that's, and tell. I guess that's accurate. That's, your dad doesn't do this? What? I'm the strange one. The other kids are going to be like, is it vegan cheese tortellini? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of nut cheese do you use? Do you use cashew is it cheese or, or what? not? Cashew cheese is the only nut cheese. Anything else is no good. So, Russ, what's, what's your commute like? Do you have a fun commute? Anything entertaining? I realize now that talking about people's commute is like the last thing people want to talk about, but I love mine. My bike is so fun. I have a fun little helmet. It's just great. I have there. There is a corner that squeeze the tip. I have two choices. I've got to get on the. I've got to get on the, the freeway from either one street or the other street. And I I usually pick a certain street and I, I pick the one route most of the times. But I realize every time I get to the turn, I'm gonna run that red light if it's even close. If 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 that if I can see yellow, I'm going through that light, and I don't care how long it's been red for. If if I can see yellow, I'm running through it. So that's my commute story. Is there's one turn where I've just decided I'm not going to obey the traffic laws. If if there's any sort of yellow, it's it's a go. Do we have permission to play this at your funeral if you get killed by getting T-boned <laughs> and this doing it? Well, it's better than the demise I was expecting when we talked about me being the the reincarnation of Elvis and, and Babe Ruth and dying with the ham sandwich on the toilet. So, yeah, you can play that. That's fine. If you died on the toilet, we would not do under five episodes about that other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's just parody song after oh, parody like, song. Hey, I just came out of Russell's bathroom. He died in. It's like a purple. haze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this week's album. Now that I've killed the conversation by oh, bringing up a music work. podcast. All right. Yes, exactly. We are talking about, no, no, I, you, you might've killed the conversation when you brought up my untimely demise. That might've been <laughs> the thing that did it. I didn't say untimely, by the way. Uh, all right. So we, jeez, I don't know. I don't think Rob likes your outfit. Dear Rob, can you please <laughs> edit correct. out the part where you said that I should die soon? <laughs> At fifty four thirty three to fifty four forty eight, delete. <laughs> Last will and testament. Do not bury me in seven inch shorts. I will take nine inch shorts. It didn't offend me or anything like that, but it did make me think about my mortality for about two days. So please take it out. I don't want to accidentally think about this again. Uh, so here's the three things about this album. We're gonna go with because people hate my part where I give a history of the album. I'm gonna just put every three facts. This is Rob's three facts of the album. Basically, this album came along because Jimi oh, Hendrix yeah. was uh, playing guitar at Cafe Wa, where he had a residency. And a guy named Chaz Chandler from the animals heard him and said, God, we got to get this guy going. He's not doing anything in the United States. So he took him out to England and they hooked him up with uh, Noel Redding and Mitch Mitchell. Uh, Mitch Mitchell, by the way, got the job on a coin flip with a different drummer. But these guys were both, Noel Redding was a guitar player who switched to bass. And Mitch Mitchell was a pretty accomplished jazz drummer. As you can hear a lot of that on this album as well. I'm convinced that jazz. his backup guys are absolute nerds that make him look cooler. Like, I'm convinced that's why they picked is like, well, let's pick the two most square looking and sounding guys of all time. And Jimi Hendrix is going to look so cool. Have you ever, I mean, just to hear these guys singing, they're like, purple haze. Like, it's like they're such boring background. Couldn't be anything like this podcast. No nerds supporting Rob. We're not here just to make Rob look cool. That's definitely not Thank what's you. happening. I appreciate it. So when they were planning this album, I thought it was really interesting because the guy said, basically, Jimi Hendrix planned this whole thing. We intentionally left Miss Mitch Mitchell and 
Noel Redding out of the planning because I wanted this whole album just to be Jimmy's vision. And I've worked with so many bands that I knew that if it's decision by committee, it always gets watered down. So that's why you have this super, super strong vision of an album coming from a true genius. And basically his background, guys, this is why it's so funny. When I was younger, I loved this album and I was like, I want to learn how to play this album. And of course, the guitar is good way luck. too hard. And I realized that right away. I was like, I will never be good enough to play this on guitar. So instead, I'm going to get a bass guitar and I'm going to learn this entire album on bass. And I realize now listening to it, it is the simplest. I, I know why. This is like Lazy Rob coming out. It is the simplest bass line of all time. It's like boom, 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 boom. And I'd be playing. I'd be like, I'm kind of like Jimi Hendrix. And I'm just like playing my mouth like, great. I mean, can you imagine? Like, just think about kids right now. Imagine your kids. I'm going to go crush Guitar Hero tonight on the bass, the bass portion of it. Imagine the kids in your house right now, except now they have a super loud electric instrument that they can turn up way loud and it only plays super low sounds that shake the whole house. Like, how miserable that would be. Kids are miserable to have in the house, much less when you give them a device to make sounds. But, uh, so, basically, they, uh, they recorded this album and then the big break for the United States is that Paul McCartney was in charge of planning the Monterey Pop Festival. And he goes, listen, if you want me to do this, you just have to bring in one guy, and that's Jimi Hendrix. He's a real ace on the guitar. And Jimi Hendrix came into the Monterey Pop Festival, and I just want to play you this. He opened with Killing Floor. And if you get oh a chance God. to see this video, I showed this to these guys last week. It's so it. great. You hear the guitar. It's pitch black. And all of a sudden, they hit the lights. And here's Jimi in like a pink flower boa. And of course, his background guys look like real losers. But he is like the coolest thing you've ever seen playing this guitar like you've never heard it before. Check this out. I mean, just imagine you're like, oh, here's this new guy, Jimi Hendrix. There's no light yet. And to put this in perspective, this is within like four years of Bob Newhart winning a uh, Grammy, correct? <laughs> right? Bob Newhart was his opening act for this. So there's there's balls and strikes. Oh, there's balls and strikes. And, and he won the Grammy, and this is within four years of that. This would blow your mind. I mean, ah. this whole thing, I mean, this is three people, three people in this band. He sounds like six guitars at once. It's, and this, this this destroys when you listen to this compared to like the Beatles or or the Beach Boys, right? Yeah. Oh, I totally. I mean that that goes without saying. Like it's it's crazy. And this is the one where he burned his guitar at the end of the festival and all of a sudden he just blew up. Like this is what made Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix. So let's get into Are You Experienced? I, I did you guys it. now, I'm gonna tell you also. This was the first CD I ever owned. I know every note of the CD. This was really like a special, special thing to me. So if you say anything bad, I will kill you. So please just keep that in mind. I now know how you guys feel like when we do albums you like. And I'm like, what's the big deal about this? If you say anything bad about this, I will kill you. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. We've got It's good when somebody's haze. stoked for the album, man. The enthusiasm is oh great. Oh, my God. I love this album. It just brought... And I, did, you guys, did you guys overall have fun listening to it this week? Was this a fun album to listen to? That's a yeah, yeah, that's fuck a yeah. Final so, ranking conversation, absolutely. Yeah, but I will. I do want to well, say, okay, and I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to lay out and let Rob talk more. But I want to say that at one point this week, I put this song on, and my son got a tiny smile on his face, and he said, "This is my favorite song," and I felt wow, like, yeah, Beck did it better. Has succeeded. I'm so stoked. And now he'll say like, "I like Jimi Hendrix." So I. I don't need to do any more albums. This is great. You should be worried because the notes he's playing in the song are called a tricord. A tricord. And for the longest time, the church band playing these notes together. Was dun, dun, right. dun, dun, because they said it was like ringing Satan's doorbell. And now Ooh, your kid like likes it. it. Well, we got, a Damien, we got a Damien situation going on here. 
Aaron I do think Drew is unique in that he didn't grow up in the church. Uh, from you know, like he ended up playing in the R and B circuit with a lot of people who had played in the church, but he didn't grow up that way. So like he has a totally like him and Bill Withers are kind of similar that way. Also, it pains me to say this, but your kid is dumb. This is not the best guitar song ever, as ranked by Rolling Stone magazine. Our God and Savior. This is only the number two guitar song. So next time he says that, I want you to yell at him. You know, you shake, do you have a, a can of nickels that you shake at him to reinforce good spirit, bad, <laughs> dig bad things out of his behavior? Okay, don't do that. But this is actually number two. Do you know what the number one guitar song of all time is? It's going to be Stairway to Heaven, maybe? It's a good guess. It is Johnny Be Good. And number, oh, I can see that. And number three oh, is yeah. Crossroads, which it's a it's a banger of a song. But yeah, so that's Purple Haze. And My this Bone, Thugs, and Harmony? Can, can I say, Rob, before we move on to the next song, before we move on to the next song, in honor of Purple Haze, tonight I'm drinking a beer, and it's a lager, and it's called Purple Haze, as you guys can see. Oh! It's a lager brewed with raspberries and added after filtration. And it's supposed to be really good with salads or light fruit desserts, such as souffles or chiffon cakes. I don't even know what a chiffon cake is. I've never had one. But according Sounds to good. Beer Connoisseur, it works good with chiffon cakes. So check out Purple Haze Beer. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I can see that you're also, you're mowing down that big salad. I got to edit out these noises if you just eating all that lettuce over there. <laughs> Man, shit, I got to say one more thing about Purple Haze. And it's that my son has a friend in his class named Hazel. And I've tried now with both of her parents when she wears a purple jacket to say, hey, we've been listening to Jimi Hendrix at home. When Hazel wears a purple jacket, I want to color purple haze. Nothing. Crickets. They hate me so much. I am the least favorite parent at my son's school, all because of this album. This literally sounds like a podcast episode. Yeah, it's about the same reaction you get every every Friday night, right, Aaron? Okay, Aaron, let's let's role play this a little bit, okay? I'll be the parents. I'll be like, okay, Hazel, go to school. This is in your purple jacket. What do you think about this? Yeah, and I say, hey, Hazel's mom, we've been listening oh, to Jimmy Henderson. How come you're talking to me in a kid's school? Get out of here. Are you drunk on a scooter? Ugh. Are you are you the dad who brings the cheese toward ladies every week? Are you that dad? Yeah. I heard your podcast. You guys are perverted. Talk about I would balls never, the short, I would short, never share this podcast with these kind of argue, parents. Kind of hard to argue school. with that. They're like... Dads that work, dads that work the recess at this school don't wear seven inch shorts. They wear nine inch shorts. Okay. Oh, my life. All right. Speaking of my life, manic depression. <laughs> now I tried to put as many guitar solos in. I tried to think like, how would Aaron want me to stack these songs? So I tried to put in a bunch of guitar solos along with his singing. That's honestly ironic because I, I spent a lot of time reading about his rhythm guitar style instead of his solos. I'm not even joking. It's not a joke. So What the hell? I put in the solos for you and now you're saying you didn't even read about his solo career? Yeah, because I read about his rhythm guitar style, which he, which he built up. Only as you an, would read about <laughs> Jimi Hendrix's rhythm guitar style. The I one know. thing nobody gives a shit about with Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Oh, his singing isn't that great. His guitar playing is awesome. Yeah, but how does he play rhythm guitar? Because I mean, that's how we grew are you up. talking about. Because that was his gig. He he gigged as an R and B player in the South in the '60s with Little Richard, Curtis Knight, and the Squires. I think he might have played with Sam Cooke for like a gig or two. And there's a lot. There's there's a fair amount of writing about how his rhythm guitar playing was influenced. His playing was influenced by Steve Cropper of uh, uh, the Southern uh, Stax Studio. Yep. Matt and, and I Curtis don't like Mayfield. Our parents fight like this. 
And uh, Shut up, but but it's cool seat, because like his the, the what he does as a rhythm guitarist informs, and we're going to get into it actually in the, in the very seat. next song. What he does as a rhythm guitarist builds on everything All else, back. and it's what it's what allows a trio to sound like a sextet or more. I'm sorry, I'm done. Oh, okay, you just just did that whole thing so you could say sextet at the end. <laughs> That's what you were sleeping in the garage was your sextet. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I almost got that out without laughing. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then we have Hey Joe. This is the only cover on the album. This is the first single to come out. Who wrote this song? I don't. I didn't know it was a cover. Actually, Who wrote I, have, it? I have something really cool. I was reading about this song. Is there's actually a thing where the Guinness Book of World Records has set up multiple times where people have congregated multiple guitar players so the robs of the world have shown up to play this guitar to set the world record for Mostly the most guitar, guitar like players playing a single song and so it started 1572 people came to warsaw poland to play this song and it's built and built and they keep breaking the record every few years a few years ago they had 7300 guitar players in poland that all showed up and all played Hey Joe at the same time to break the Guinness Book of World Records. I thought that was so cool. You had me That's show up and I'm cool. like, hey Jude, don't <laughs> wait, what? And everyone was just staring at you like, what the hell? Oh no, I misread the sign. I can't read Polish. <laughs> Guys, it's all Polish to me. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, can I have a hot dog? What? That gets me in trouble over here? Fine. <laughs> Take a Polish sausage. That was a joke. I'm Speaking I feel like hot I dogs. Explain that joke. Aaron, you sent us a picture of your hot dog. Day, okay, that's and, it. That, and we I realized, edit this out now. <laughs> I realized Aaron just uses a hot dog as a device to eat a ton of jalapeno peppers. Yeah. Aaron sent us this picture of this hot dog, and there had to be two dozen jalapenos on there. Aaron, you're not eating hot dogs. You're eating jalapenos. That's what's going on in your hot dog day, correct? It's true, but it wasn't just the jalapenos. It's the Martin's potato roll. I got to get that that beautiful potato roll bun that combined with it. And then the hot dogs, just like in the background, is some salty, funky beefiness. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> that's, that's what I call my penis. <laughs> Love or, and by the way, when you sent me that hot dog, you're like, look how big this is. That was a normal size hot dog to me. Okay. So it wasn't even a big deal. <laughs> Love or confusion. Matt, what do you think of the album so far? I mean, are you listening to that rhythm guitar, Matt? I yeah, I, I'm just you know the rhythm guitar is just I I, I, mean, I don't know I'm captivated by I it. I had it. to go and read a bunch about it. Oh know, my god, I like the most boring guitar parts. I feel like I I feel like I'm kind of just a superficial Jimi Hendrix fan. I mean, Purple Haze and Hey Joe are great. I'm you a know? super fan can, too. This rocks. Yeah. Um, you know, Hey Joe, we, we talked a lot about it, but and on a lot of these songs, you really, I'm trying to remember who, the, it was a Velvet Underground where they had that song about him getting onto, onto cocaine or heroin or whatever, mm-hmm. where everything picked up and you could feel the song. I feel like Hey yeah, Joe, yeah. you know, it starts off real slow and all of a sudden, you know, he goes, I got a gun and I shot her, you know, and it just goes crazy. And like you're, he's telling a great story with his guitar. Mm-hmm. And you hear that in every song that he's got. And so yep. it, it, I, I don't always understand everything that's going on. I think he's pretty uh, wild in, in a controlled way, if, it, if that can be it. You know, that's that's the shtick, if you will. But, yeah, overall, I think it, the songs that everybody knows, I'm a huge fan of. And the other ones, you know, they're good. I, I just don't know how, how much I'll go back and listen to them. Oh, my God. Oh. 
That Whoa. almost is going to get your ass kicked by me. Just seeing that, that was almost <laughs> bad enough. I got. Well, I kind of went. I had, you know, I had a talk. I had a talk up. Talk. You know, the old mm-hmm. the old thing where you say one good thing oh. and then you kind of say the bad thing and you say another oh. one good thing again to come back around. Listen, so I'm a teacher. That's, that's my least, whole life. You know, he yeah. didn't say, "Well, this album's interesting." Isn't that Did nice? Guys, let's talk about love um, or confusion. May this be love. No, we just talked about. I just played love or confusion. Didn't I? Oh, my bad. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I know. We did. Okay. We're good. <laughs> this is why I'm the host. And you're I think not. we did. That's why you're the main host. Okay, I'm the main, host. the main host. Check the tape. We did play we it. Rob was right. Okay, and if only we had uh, somehow Rob's we could right. confirm that. <laughs> we may not have played it. Rob's this right. might be the first time where we skipped a song. Wait. No, we didn't. Oh, I we'll love see. that shit. When he does the... And the whip. Ah. Oh. You gotta say that each song on this album is super distinct, isn't it? Like they each have their own kind of sound. I love it. And his voice here, I know he gets kind of crap as a singer, but I think his his voice on this song is just his rhythm guitar. Listen to this drums in the back. It's just the jazz toms. I was thinking about this when I was listening to this. We've talked about Ringo being Aaron calls him a shit drummer all the time, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit overboard. But yeah, but is this the first time where we've heard an album where you're like, wow, who is playing the drums? What what other albums have we listened to? I know Aaron's going to be pissed because Questlove was maybe playing the drums on Voodoo. <laughs> but what other albums question. have we listened to so far? We're like. Holy shit! What's going on with the drums? I think this is the in first a good way. You mean, like, like where the that, drums right? are like taking center stage? Like this is something I want to listen to. Yeah. What 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 albums have we listened to where the drums were the centerpiece of a song for a little bit? Because it's it's on three or four of Just these songs. Do, where clearly, right. there's a drum focus, and there hasn't yeah, been a right. lot of albums right like that so far. Right. And you know what's crazy about this is if you learned how they did these songs, like I said, Jimi Hendrix would set up all these songs. He'd write out the chords. He would take the rhythm and then they would go to the studio, show it to these guys. And they were such talented musicians that a lot of these, they would just get in a couple of takes. Like these are live rehearsals. And and for example, Foxy Lady is the first time they played it. That's the take they're using on the yeah. album. Like these guys yep. are so talented Badass. that they can take this and just add something like, you know, to, to get a guitarist like Jimi Hendrix, you could easily just sit back and do absolutely nothing. But Mitch Mitchell's adding so much. And you're asking, do I know about the drummer on this? And the answer is yes, because this was one of these middle school reports I would do would be on Jimi Hendrix. I and I would it. just recycle it every year. They'd be like, you need yeah. an informative. Jackie Robinson was my go to. Yeah. I think I probably did it five, six times. Oh, you need just an informative speech. Boom. You know, yep. talking about uh, Jimi Hendrix. You need a biographical speech. Boom. Talk about Jimi Hendrix. Same one, same note cards every time. It's perfect. Next year, keep going. Yep. It set me up for my life as a teacher where I just <laughs> teach the same damn thing year after year after year. So great. The lazy man's job. All right. Let's talk about I Don't Live Today. I love the drums on this. This song used to get me so fired up. I used to listen to this song before football games. This was the one. That's the life of yes. a D three football player, right? Like instead of "Welcome to the Jungle," the D three football players listen to a, "I Don't but Live I want Today." To listen to the bass on this song. You hear how it does nothing whatsoever? That was my goal. I was like, I want to play bass on this song, and it's just like, doo, 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 doo. I'm listening. Okay, you guys don't care. This was a huge. Rosie, part of my will childhood. you? Will you? Will you just uh, comment on the whole thing that he's not a good singer? Like, I would never say, I would never think to think uh, Jimi Hendrix is not like a, a good singer. Or like, we need to. Did they, did they modify it at all? In the I mean, you guys know me. Like, no, I, I think anyone like who 
is willing to put their voice on record is worth listening to. And I, I think he, yeah, like he doesn't make yeah. really beautiful sounds necessarily. And he doesn't make a, it's hard to capture the attention over what he's doing with his guitar, but any, any human voice that's willing to put themselves on wax and make a statement, I think is what is worth listening to. I think he felt self-conscious about how he was as a singer and, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't I think he, like that, you know, like keep recording. Well, that's not, that's not what put it on wax means, Russell. You're doing something different. That, that's <laughs> All right. not what we're talking I, I about. Should, I, 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 need I mean, more is, training is his, uh, is his that. range, like, he just doesn't go high yeah, and low. Yeah, I suppose, just kind of right. Yeah, I don't think, he, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like easy uh, or sing-songy, kind of uh, closer to speech than singing maybe, but. Um, it's weird. Like, uh, this book I read by, by Philip Norman, who seemed to be very interested in just like placing him in the British context, which was strange, but whatever. Uh, but there, there apparently was a movement to call him the black Dylan and, you know, maybe Dylan is a, is an analog for what he was as as a singer, but I think other blues singers are probably closer. He's, he's definitely singing from the soul and from the heart. Like, I wouldn't want to hear him sing these arms of mine by Otis yeah. Redding, but I wouldn't want to hear Otis Redding try to play guitar on Hey Joe. So I, I think he's, I mean, I enjoy hearing his voice and, and it always moves me. So, but I think there's room, you know, all God's creatures got yeah. a place in the choir, right? So there's room for all the voices. That's what I tell my dates too. When they're trying to break up with me, I'm like, Hey, Hey, all, all of all of your creatures have a place in your life here. Guys, I'm really sorry. That was so boring. I walked away from the podcast <laughs> you have a little no bit. Shirt on. Uh, as you can see, I've taken you off came my back shirt. without a shirt on. What's go hold on. What's going uh, on? So first of all, I was just I had to put on a sweatshirt because my wife is <laughs> you sleeping know in my goddamn well Rob planned this. You this know he damn moment. well knew this was gonna happen. The only shirt I could find outside of my room was a sweatshirt, and I had to put that on because my <laughs> wife is sleeping in the room and I'm too scared to go in the room to try to get my own shirt. So I am wearing a sweatshirt and I realized my She's daughter had the heat turned hand. on. Like so now I am wind. dying of heat stroke. So mm. <laughs> you could use some wind. Christ ah. Mary. Mm. Rob, this is where Rob generally does not listen when we do trans <laughs> we we do transitions, but maybe he'll do it this time for once. You know, I, I when when I when at my wedding it was more like my wife my wife cried when we got married, but you guys are saying the wind cries Mary? Yeah, the wind cries Mary. Bad, badass song. So badass. This is a song he wrote about after a fight with his girlfriend. It, it was his girlfriend's middle name too, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about how how lucky Russ is that when he gets in a fight with his significant other, he can literally just dump them and never see them again. <laughs> like, I do not have that option. Like, I every time my wife and I get in a fight, I have to be like, okay, do not say what you're going to say. Do not say what you're going to say. And immediately, the first one I pull out, I was like, oh, my God, you're acting just like your parents. And then it's just like, rah, rah, rah. They get, I'm like, dang it, I shouldn't have said that, Rob. Why do you say that every time? Russ is just like, okay, goodbye. We'll never see each other again. That sounds so awesome to me, Russ. Matt, what, what if you had to write a song about a, a fight that you and your spouse Ooh. have been in, what would, that, what would that song be called? For me, it would well, be called, what the fuck are these crumbs doing on the counter? I just turned, I just was cleaning it. What the hell? I just turned around. I was going to clean it up in two seconds. Why do you got to be mad at me? This is not quite euphonious. as euphonious, but I think it's a good song still. I think something along the line of that 
that spoon's not going to put itself in the dishwasher. Just mm-hmm. put the fucking spoon in the dishwasher. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. How does that go with that dryer song earlier? What was the dryer song but, at but, the beginning? But see the difference. Yeah, Aaron doesn't like to use a dryer. The difference is, yeah. Matt, you're singing that song to her, right? Because that I immediately thought she would be singing it to you because that's what my wife is always saying. She's like, you need to wash the dishes before you put it in the dishwasher. All of our dishes are covered in <laughs> rice. The dishwasher's broken. Stuff like that. Songs like that. Shout yeah. out to rice, though. Rice is such a great carb. It's really like, I never ate rice as a kid. It's wonderful. No, 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 no. You're not changing the subject. What's the name of the song uh, you and your wife got in a fight? And don't say my dick too big, okay? They we're not buying that. <laughs> wife and I fight about ying, dick too big. Don't ying, think so. Ying, Mine is like, ying, I'm mad. I'm, addic- I'm addicted to what the dick did. You know, why Mine's can't I get like, that fight oh, with my wife? Like, I just noticed that you're too much doing sex. leaf blowing in the yard that I was supposed to do, and I'm so sorry that I haven't gotten out there yet to take care of that because that was supposed to be my job. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron lives a wild that's life. That's a fight. Yeah. Wild. That's a yeah. fight you guys had. Is it an apology? You guys fight way differently than Jay and I do. I was thinking. I, I wish I could have asked you guys this earlier about the, the what mm-hmm. was what was my game called earlier? Love or confusion? Yeah. I don't know if I've been on many dates within the last year where I've ever found out Ooh, a girl's middle yeah. name. This girl, this the wind cries Mary was about her middle name being Mary. I feel like if you know their middle name. That's love and not confusion, am I right? Well, if you're probably if you're asking about the middle name, like right away on the first date, yeah. that's probably not a good thing. Nice, Hold on, let me get my notepad yeah. what's, your, uh, what's your middle name? <laughs> Ask me if they're gonna take your last name or what. Like I would say that that's how I opened it up. Seven kids or eight. I don't yeah. think Jimmy is the right barometer for what is love or confusion because we have we're we're uh, well into this album, we've not talked about the fact that like He's on the Wilt Chamberlain level of women. Like, I mean, he like the numbers were out off the charts oh, for him. Like, oh, he was, oh, he had two fiancés in the same in town when he finally passed. About, like, he, like, he was, it was nonstop for him. At least Aaron Hell. keeps his wives in different towns. Like, I could get why Aaron's annoyed by this. They, at least he keeps them in different time zones. And listen, it sounds like during this podcast, I don't love my wife. I do love my wife, but I'm going to just say this again. Can you imagine being married to two separate people? Jesus. No. It would be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Matt would, have to, Matt would have to load that dryer for two different families. It would be a real bitch. You would get yeah. done, and they would tell you a story about work, and then wife B would come in and tell you a story about her work. Like it would, you would not get to bed till like midnight. They would both be yelling at you. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Why is a dog walking around? Rob, you would have two women insulting you about the size of your, your spandex suits. Not one. I'd be like, listen, I'm I'm doing this thing. Aaron taught me. I'm going to close my eyes and try to get into bed. So sorry if I'm going to wake you up. I am not a role model. It's a cool thing to do on the West coast. One of, one of the two is proud to be into that. Yeah, he's just, you're just playing the odds. I will say that Wind Cries Mary song, he uh, he recorded that in 20 minutes, like right after they were recording Fire. He was like, hey guys, here's a song I wrote. And that was literally like the third take that they that's ever did was genius. that song. It's craziness. 20 minutes. That sounds like a Matt, Matt intro song, a parody song from Matt, right? 20 minute effort. You're right. We are just like Jimi Hendrix. Is there a better... Uh, kind of opening line to a song then a broom is drearily sweeping the broken pieces uh-huh. of what is it yesterday's life like I yeah. mean that's that's poetic that's poetry man that's uh, you know he's painting a picture agreed I don't, I don't know that's good stuff <laughs> uh, game set match thank you <laughs> this Rob was feverishly searching through his his 
board of sound bites for that. I was like, what is he looking for? And then he went like, to the jitterbug. I just want to like, take our listeners yeah, behind the, the scenes for a minute. This is Rob our main has, host. and you can, you know, you can listen to this or not, but Rob has this beautiful soundboard organized. Okay. <laughs> Instead of organizing it like <laughs> a sane person where you have the file name <laughs> in a list where you can find it easily. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me describe what I'm looking at. So I have a, a device, I have like a screen that has all my sound clips. And in my head, it is set up, you see these little triangles, and but you can only see like one word. So for example, one just says jing bell. So I know, for example, that's obviously one just says penis. Jing bell. Yeah, one just says penis. So I know but it obviously looks like that a that's what I'm gonna start calling the table. Exactly. Instead you know of just I mean? putting it, it in a list, it's, it's like all over the board, all these icons. It's, it no. makes me stressed. It's, it's grouped by color. See, like the the light blue. I have Aaron's favorite songs. <laughs> uh, and, and the but like I've got these black ones are all matte, right? And I've got uh, the Rob is just right here. Never ever gets played. Dumb shit. Yeah, but I do have too many sound drives. Next song? No, I think we can dwell <laughs> on the pause. All right, we've got okay. just what I'm going to do to Aaron after this podcast. Fired. That eh, doesn't. <laughs> That'd be the worst one if we're like, Aaron, thanks for getting abused by us. By the way, you're out of the podcast now. We re- this we was honestly the one. Laughs. We don't need you anymore. This was the one where I listened to it and I was like, holy shit. This is the first time where I've noticed the drums yeah. on one of these top 30 albums so far. You, you guys hear what I'm saying on that? Or the not? drums are so good. The, the syncopation he's doing here shit. is so great. It's that high-pitched snare. Not that not that dissimilar. From Apparently, they said that they had a real problem recording this because they cranked up the amplifier so high that they were like below a bank recording and apparently it messed up like everything that was going on in the bank above them. But I'm like, you know what? If you're in a bank and you hear this being played, would you really be like, hey, turn that down. I'm trying to make a deposit. Whatever you do to bank. I haven't been inside a bank in like four years. I haven't had money for four years. The ATM. If I had to go talk to a teller, I would be terrified. Third stone from the sun. I love this song. I thought you told us in text you didn't like it's this filler, song. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, this is rocks. It's like surf guitar. Like it's... If you like him just playing guitar, I highly recommend going to Alexa and saying play the BBC sessions for Jimi Hendrix. They're so good. There's a lot of songs like this where it's just him jamming on guitar live. It's excellent. I listened to it all today. He's, he claimed this was a song about aliens taking over Earth and realizing humans suck, and then they kill all the humans. He was a big sci-fi fan. I mean, he did a lot of acid also. But <laughs> he was a he was a huge sci-fi fan. No, that's some crazy stuff. That, that's a good story. There's yeah, got to be a great story about the night he wrote that song. He's like, he's like eating a chicken nugget, and he almost chokes on it, and he goes, <laughs> wait a minute. That song chicken, is where you can, like, you can just hear where like, he had for us. sure talked to Miles Davis. They, like, they had definitely had conversations about trying to play together, record together, and you can, you can kind of hear where he's starting to meld the jazz funk stuff, and, and I, you, it's like a uh, great unknown. You never know what his career would have been in the 70s if he stayed alive all right and now with the song i had to explain to aaron <laughs> foxy lady foxy lady listen to this hendrix chord he's coming in on here Ooh. right away it's gonna go wow can you not think about wayne's world when you hear this is it yeah. possible yeah i was, I was gonna say first time, time you ever heard yeah. the song 1992 wayne's world 
for me personally. He claims that, or it's been claimed that this was written about Roger Daltrey, the lead singer from The Who, his wife. And I was like, can you imagine being married? <laughs> like, this is the best I can hope for. It's not that I would be the foxy woman somehow, but that I would be married to the foxy woman. Like, can you imagine being like, oh, yeah, you know that song, uh, Foxy Lady? That's about my wife. Like, that would rule so good. You guys don't have anything to you say about know, that. I, I, think, I think the one thing that jumps out to me is the guitar. It's kind of got that fuzzy sound. It's starting to make me think, what goes into the sound that makes Hendrix so unique, right? And I think one of the things that makes Hendrix kind of yeah. a pioneer is he uses this fuzz pedal, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this, this fuzzy sound that comes with Hendrix. So I wanted to dive in and do a list on the greatest like fuzz pedal list. rock songs what, what, of all time. It's, it's, it's time. You know, when I think about list, I think about the classical composer. Sorry. Is that a good joke? I think it is. I've noticed you guys are laughing less and less at my jokes. It makes me think I might be telling too many. No, Rob, that can't be right. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yes, I will, Rob. Thank you. Rob, we'll definitely be still laughing like 11 years from now when we hit album 490. We give this album to Aaron's child to teach him about what Aaron was like. Your dad was a sad man that we verbally abused for years and years. There used to be a spark there. <laughs> yeah. We told him we had him on because he knew a lot about music, but it was actually because he was the only one who would get mad if we verbally abused him over and over for episode after episode. Dad, I can't believe they were talking about my fuzz pedal on episode 29. It was so embarrassing. But so Hendrix is kind of a prime example of someone who brought this fuzz pedal into rock music and kind of had that different sound and it's very unique. You, you notice it with all Hendrix sounds, right? And so I started wondering, where does this fuzz pedal song, where does that sound come from? And so the first song that I want to share with you guys is this song called Don't Worry by Marty Robbins. And so this fuzz He's sound was Check this out for a second. Woo! Oh, what? Yeah, fuck yeah, I hear that. That sounds great. You hear that? It sounds so distorted this is like me something on broke, bass right? learning Jimi Hendrix. This is what it sounded like coming out of my room all through my so preteen years. I mean, can you imagine listening to a son just play bass? <laughs> hey, mom, listen to this. Boom, 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 boom. She'd be like, God, you suck. Like, I spent money on that, and that's all you could play. I hate you so much. So this was in 1960, and they're recording this song. And what happened was there was a faulty channel on the mixing desk when the bass was playing. Like Spice. And so they... Yeah, so all of a sudden you have this completely different sound and people were annoyed by it, but they decided not to re-record it. So eventually this song becomes like a hit on the country charts and everyone's like, what is that sound? How do we do that? And it turns out it becomes this thing for the fuzz pedal. So this engineer who messed up on the board wow. ends up creating this thing called the fuzz pedal where this box where people can create this song. This is the coolest yeah. fact I have learned on the podcast. I mean, that, that is so can I awesome tell you a, that that's how they Can I tell you another cool fact about that song? Uh, so the bass okay. player that was jamming on that, Rob, where his sound got messed up was a guy named Grady Martin who eventually became the guy who played the guitar on the song Pretty Woman Ooh, by Roy Orbison. You guys remember Pretty Woman? He, Rob, Mercy. you're going to have to... I apologize, Rob, but this is where you're going to drop that in and be like, Pretty Woman. Pretty woman. <laughs> Ooh, I hear that. My favorite street. is when you sing along and so you make me match it up when you're singing. You have to match it up, Rob. you guys are never quite on or you don't quite know the words correctly. And I'm like, searched through the whole song. I was like, where is this part where it says... You know, pretty woman, I'm in my sheets. Like, I don't hear that, but that's what Russ saying very clearly. But so the point is, like, the first time this fuzz sound came was by accident. 
But the first time that someone pur- purposely recorded the fuzz sound was this band called The Ventures. Yeah. Miracle of the Ventures. This is the 2000 pound beat. Check this out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was in 1962, and they were a, like the, one of the biggest instrumental bands ever. Yeah, surf, surf band. Very famous. And so this is the first time where someone's intentionally doing it through the box instead of a busted speaker. Pretty cool, isn't it? Man, I love this. this song. I would listen to this all day. Can you imagine this? If you listen to yes. this all day, your day would be better. Like, it just would be. Can you imagine somebody comes up as like, Hey, yeah, I need that email fine, from you. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Surf's up, man. Like, hang this is great. I, I love my job. <laughs> you're in the eighth floor bathroom, and you're like in there, got this cranking through a speaker. Everybody's like, oh, he's really going to town in there. He's really, you know. But you're going, is, Whoa. The is that the fuzz in there? Is that the fuzz going on in that bathroom? Yeah. I'm still working on this and fuzz you walk pedal. Out, just you, just, you just look at all those middle schoolers around me like, that's <laughs> And you walk away. No, that would have the fuzz up like, loud again. Yep, and then out. I quit my job and have to go work somewhere else. You never hear the <laughs> end of it. The next song on the list is one that Matt has requested more of. He wants more stones. And yep, also Aaron yep. wants more trombones. So this is the Rolling Stones. <laughs> oh. This is Satisfaction. And this is what really made that fuzz sound big is Satisfaction right. by the Rolling Stones yep. in the mid-60s. Check this out. I'd say this is up there with Purple Haze for all-time starts to a song. Yeah. It's no seat. This so is this Keith Richards on guitar? You know right away what it is. Yep. So this is yeah. Richards playing with the fuzz pedal. I love and it. And he's mimicking a trombone, Aaron. Wait, 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 wait. What? Play it from the beginning again, and it's supposed to be like a yeah, sound of a trombone. Yeah, I definitely it's hear it. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Aaron? I never knew oh. that. It's so good. Yeah? Hey, oh, there's Rob in the band. I think Keith is back on the tuba. Three on the Rolling Stone list of best 100 guitarists, right? Behind Jimmy and Clapton. So one of the really, really cool things, and I showed this to Rob. There's a specific point in the song, and I think it's about 30 some 30 some seconds in. All our listeners have to check it out. But you can hear when when the guitar player clicks on the pedal. So Rob, if you play this part here. You guys will hear a Ooh. click, and that's where he's clicking on the fuzz pedal for the song. Check it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could. Do you hear it or not? Mm-hmm. I could totally time, hear Rob. that. Yep. It's there. It's audible. You hear it? It's very faint. Mm-hmm. But I was reading online. That's the click where he clicks the, the fuzz pedal back. And I was like, that's so cool. I would have never known that. Ooh, that's We're so fun. smart, yeah. <laughs> like equally together. Our IQ is 175. Russell's is 173. <laughs> so i I figured we had enough of these 60 songs the final song on the list we're going to jump up ahead i know this is an aaron and matt favorite this is sabotage by the beastie boys and this is the bass playing with the fuzz pedal check this out oh the bass is playing with the fuzz there i wouldn't have known that yeah is that yeah, you get it. Yeah. Is that distorted and fuzzy or what? Matt, what do you think of the, the BC voice? This is just... Talk about wanting to break down a video. Oh, this you is You can break down this video. Oh, it's got the, all the, They all have mustaches like Rob's got right now. Yes. And they're hood sliding across their car. And, yeah. So good. One of the coolest things with this song is they had no lyrics for this until two weeks before they recorded. It was supposed to be just an instrumental, no lyrics. They added the lyrics two weeks before, and that became sabotage. I was like, 
This is so great. badass. This another is so great fun. list. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell, another great list about the fuzz pedal. It's just unbelievable. You, I just, I just love it. All right. And finally, the last song of the album, Are You Experienced? And I should talk a little bit, by the way, we, we picked the original album version that was released in the United States, so we it had to trim off some of the CD songs. songs but he's not, he's not, not heard songs. about that at all. Yeah. But this was a song that when I figured out they had recorded the guitar and drum backwards, I was blown away. Like, that's what this noise is. is it's a guitar solo played and backwards and drums played backwards. was this sampled by the butthole surfers, or did they just do something similar for their one song? I'm not even kidding. I'm not trying okay. to be. I'm not trying to be funny. Just, I mean, Remember the one bubble surface song? Like they're making similar sounds, right? I don't mind Ever? the sun. Sun one. There's only one butthole. They all share sun. it. <laughs> I think it's butthole surfer. You know what I mean? When you pluralize Ooh, like Whoppers Junior, you have to do that. Attorneys General, secretaries of state. By. It's buttholes of surfers. Fair. I can do this. Yeah, all there's night. a lot of them. But the, when I was. When I was younger, people would say, what's your favorite guitar solo? I was always like, I'm going to say, are you experienced? And then zero people ever asked me, what is your favorite guitar you were solo? Ready. But I was just you were a kid, ready. like always had one of those answers locked ready and loaded. To go. You had it ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And now if somebody asked me, you know, what's your favorite guitar solo? I'd be like, sir, I am bringing my daughter to school. I do not need you to harass me anymore. I thought we talked about this last time. Purple Hazel, get in there. Get to school. Don't talk to this strange perverted man. Stranger danger. By the way, I have to say that I did write the opening song and I used Aaron's full name for the whole song like over and over and it sounded so good and I had to cut it all out because I was like, oh, that's right. We're not saying his last name. It was too funny to me. All right, let's get into everyone's favorite segment. Guys, it's the segment that's so great. It says it's great in the sting. <laughs> it's really hard to find those stings push on that the button psychotic forward. Are you it's, sure? It's, it's All time. right. It's time. So <laughs> we have to do another rolling going and Matt's not prepared. This is going to be a bad, bad segment. Guys, I made a mistake. So bad news. We're going to start over again. Okay, let's get started here. Here we go. When you want to hear about the greatest yeah. albums of all time. Aaron's Dryer. Oh, Aaron's Dryer. What a badass opening. Man. We could have listened Aaron's to this Dreyer. album three times in the time it took us to talk about this album. All right. So this is the rating system. And let, let me tell you about the rating system. I actually need to bring up my notes here. to. Okay, so. Is this album rolling well toned at 30? That means it should be right there. Three dimes, baby. You know what I mean? Like this is 30 cents. This is, I remember when a soda would cost less than this. You'd go up to the machine, put in a quarter. It would say, nope, it's 30 cents. You'd put it in and say, this is perfectly well toned for how much I'm getting with the soda. Hence the song is the same way. Or do you think it's rolling boned? Okay. This is too low on the list. All right. And what that means is that it should be, you think that the number is too high. It should be a lower number, even though in my notes it says higher number for some reason. Or is this a rolling groan? You did not like this album. It should be a 31 or 32 or even 132 or even 1,032. There's so many other numbers. And that's what's crazy about so this a list. bigger number. Yeah. But then it, I was thinking about going negative too. But you know what? This podcast, we're going to stay positive as we learned from that texture. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of this album? Is it rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? I'm going to start off by saying this is clearly rolling boned. To me, if you, Rolling Stone has a list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And on that 500, there are four songs from this album. You have Purple Haze at 17, Foxy Lady 154, Hey Joe at 201, Wind Cries Mary at 379. If you have four of the 500 greatest songs ever, you've got to be way higher on the list. And I think the thing that jumps out to me is we were texting about this and we had said there's not a lot of filler on this album. There's not a lot of bullshit. There's not, there's not the revolution number nine. There's not, there's not crap <laughs> on this. Nine. And I think 
Sometimes nine. in life, the the, the best nine. decisions you make are the ones you don't make, right? And I think if you look at this album, mm, Hendrix doesn't have that. a lot of. You don't have. There's no crap on this. There. What, what song would you say this needs to be deleted? For to me, this has to be in the top ten. I think it's Rolling Boned. That means it should be higher on the list, Rob. Yes, exactly. So Rolling Boned, I think this should be higher on the list. I really enjoyed it. Every song is a jam. There's no filler. Yeah. So if we're making a meme for this episode, Russ is face down on the ground. The album is above him. Somehow still getting rolling what? boned. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this album? Can you pull up the, <laughs> the rating again? Okay. Yeah, we, need to, we don't know what the rating is. Yeah, you covered Rob. it up, so now you screwed me all up. All right. So uh, I think this is rolling groaned. Um, and again, I, we get into this where we know what's what coming up ahead of it. So are you talking about? Everything that the next three albums that we have, and I don't know if maybe this is against the rules, but Miles Davis, Kind of Blue, Beyonce's Lemonade, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, Stevie Wonder, Intervisions, you know, it goes, we have, we are in a murderer's row coming up here. Yeah. And so I think because I know that, I think this, I think this should be just a little bit lower down the list. All right. Sounds Sounds uh, like the worst opinion of all time that you're an idiot. Yep. Aaron, what do you yep. think of this album? Is it rolling well toned? Okay, that would be like if your trombone was perfectly tuned and you went, well, this has great tone. <laughs> this is rolling boned. This is like when that guy beat you out for a trombone chair. And it doesn't bother you still. You don't care about that. Or is this a rolling groan? Okay, and this is when you would have to practice trombone at home and you'd be like, mom, listen to this. Paul, 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 Paul. And she'd be like, oh, it's so good, Aaron. Wow, you're so good at trombone. I'm so glad you picked the biggest, loudest instrument. Oh, what's that? It's also huge and hard to carry around, and it's super expensive to buy. Great. Love it. Meanwhile, your friend Rob is over there playing the crash cymbals. He's having a great time, you know. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to interrupt, and I know I always delete my interruptions at the end anyways, but do you guys remember when you played band in high school? Mm-hmm. Like, people, you would have a, is it called a flu, Aaron? There would be like a thing where you would have to spit right, your yeah, spit gotta, out yeah, of the you instrument get onto your, the floor. You remember that? I, I what mean, was that thing called? The flu? No, you're thinking of a chimney. I wasn't in the band. You're thinking I of Santa. No you're confusing my about. saliva coming out of yeah, a trombone and Santa coming down the flu. Yeah, it was just called a spit it's valve. It's a spit valve. But, yeah. but there was a point where like the spit valve, like Aaron and his trombone, they're like spit valving yeah. on the floor in the band, right? You'd always get some on the person ahead of you and you and the trombone playing next to each other and look at each other and just be like, don't say anything. I just spit out like five years worth of spit on this person ahead of me. You know, and of course, it's like the psychotic clarinet player that's sitting ahead of yours for some reason. You can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, we'll delete that. Word. Please give your no. breaking. I, Ten look, hour guys, episode. Let's I, go. Let's start over. I struggle with this ranking what stuff do you think, every week, but this one, this one's really hard for me because Jimmy was not from this planet. He is out there on the astral plane, like he always would say. He's not gone, just like Prince is not gone, just like, like my grandfather's not gone. Like these people didn't exist on the same plane that we did. So any attempt to rank this particular album is, is just tough for me. He is, he was not of this world. This world didn't treat him right. He was not here long enough. And there are many reasons why, um, why that is. So I, I think I'll have to say rolling boned because he, to me is he's the, the one example so far on this list of a person who is, very little argument unequivocally the best at his craft of all time. I, I don't think it, I, I think there are very few arguments to make against Jimmy as the greatest guitarist of all time. I think he's the greatest there was. And uh, so I, so I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the album a rolling boned. 
because, uh, but but I, reluctantly because I think Jimmy is is beyond rankings. All right. This, in fact, gets a rolling third stone from the sun. Because I'll tell you what, when I was younger and I realized that he was singing about Earth, I was like, is this what it's like to be on drugs? Like, you when didn't you make watch Third Rock from like, the Sun rules. with John Lithgow and Joseph Gordon Levitt? That was such a great show. <laughs> no, Aaron, I was studying at school. Thank you. Okay. I was practicing my trombone. I didn't want to get beat out by somebody at the chair. So here's the thing is that the next album up, we've got Miles Davis kind of blue. Wow. This is a complete change from what we've done before, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about jazz. We're not even listening to real songs for the whole album. Not real songs. I'm going to bring up. I was just going to do a new segment called breaking down the lyrics. And I realized I picked the wrong week to do that. But so we got Miles Davis coming up or as they call him in Europe. Uh, kilometers, Davis. <laughs> oh, when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, <laughs> 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 but you're just too lazy to look it up online. That was what you were breaking about before the pregame show. You just want to hear your guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> You still have your shirt off. Oh, tell me, Rob. Serious. Oh, tell me, Rob. Is this podcast love or confusion? (laughs) Our listeners must come together and find out exactly what we're trying to do. That's a good point. I think what I was trying to do today is keep it. It's better than your horse. It's better than your horseshit joke that you said was the funniest joke ever in the podcast. 